Welcome back to the Grazia Life Advice Podcast. I'm Rhiannon Evans and it's great to be with you again to hear from another brilliant woman. This time she was queen of the Geordie Shore before going on to take the crown in the celebrity jungle. Hi everybody, I'm Vicky Patterson. I'm a podcaster and I'm sometimes on the telly and I am this week's guest on Grazia Life Advice Podcast. Now if you know Vicky Patterson, you know she tends to use some industrial language so there are a few swears in this episode. She's been the star of our screens for a decade and says she's learned a lot since those days on Geordie Shore. I look back at those times in my life I had agents telling me I don't need Geordie Shore. Like what? What, yeah. what is there for you outside of this? And you think, you know, if I had been scared, if I hadn't rocked that boat, if I'd stayed in that place that made me an unhappy version of myself, I wouldn't be who I am now. Her own podcast, Vicky Patterson, The Secret To, is well worth a listen once you're up to date on Grazia Life Advice, of course. And she says the secret to her own success is hard work. Like, I will never be late. I will never be rude. I will never take things for granted. I will learn everybody's name, whether they are the director or the runner, because I know I'm not the most talented person in the room, but I'll be damned if I'm not the most fucking hard working. But the biggest lesson of all, she says, is to do your own thing, not what others tell you to do. That's been a real turning point for me, is stopping being what everyone else fucking wanted us to be. Or stop, stop trying to be someone else and just being myself. Because you're never truly happy when you're not being yourself. You live a halfway. And who wants that? It's another great chat with some brilliant life tips, so let's get into it. Hey Vicky, how are you today? I'm alright, thank you, Petal. How are you? Good. And um, because we're not recording this visually, we can tell everyone that we're sat in beautiful locations with loads of makeup on and glamorous clothes, can't we? <laughs> oh god, honestly, mate, like the state I am willing to record my <laughs> podcast in. Like I think it's got progressively worse. So everyone has seen me and knows what, what I probably look like. So I'm I'm fine. I think you can imagine <laughs> I've got baked bean stains on my top and bags and down my eyes. That's me. <laughs> Yeah, my my uh, I'm a ha- in a half packed bedroom. Your um, house looks very lovely, though. I know you're renovating a house at the moment, aren't you? Do you know what? We've made such a mountain out of a molehill. We've moved into a brand new house. It's absolutely beautiful. I needed to do very fucking little, and I've still managed <laughs> to do nothing. Um, we are there are going to be some home renovations. Don't get us wrong. Like the garage, yeah. I want to be a cinema room and bar. The front of the house, I'm going to make the entrance a bit bigger, so I feel super sassy. Um, But other than that, we just really need furniture. But given the current climate, Brexit, COVID, everything's taking a while. So we are still sleeping on a mattress on the floor, which which I've been reassured a number of times by my designer, my joiner. Everybody is coming to an end um, as of like next this week. I just have managed to make something that most people take in their stride be an absolute ordeal (laughs) which I think is my forte (laughs) I love that I love that Um, have you managed to get some garden furniture that's what everyone else can't get do you know what I've played a blinder mate I don't know how I've managed to do it right but I got the nicest garden furniture and I don't want to turn this into an ad or anything but the place was only in (laughs) Brentwood it was so great little 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 studio called Sun's Life and honestly it was yeah yeah, so quick so I've got more fucking furniture outside than I have inside at the minute but I'm not (laughs) complaining me fella and the dog are sitting out there on it on there now oh lovely it'll all come together I'm sure (laughs) yeah I wanted to ask you the dog is the big is the big change in your life at the moment how's he getting on oh he's a bastard isn't he like (laughs) I love Milo so much and I believe that to be the problem like Mm. I, I never saw myself as as the 
disciplinarian and I, I think everybody knew I was never going to be but just how soft I am willing to be with this little fluffy terrorist is truly um unbelievable he's um he, he just uses like a human chew toy like I came yeah. well, when neighbor's getting married tomorrow and they're lovely and I just come downstairs trying on a floaty dress for her can and it's hired it's not even mine it's like a rented dress and the dog just comes bounding over he's been in the paddling pool he sees all this lovely floaty material and he's chewing and biting us and I'm I'm like, I can't tell him to stop. Like, I don't, I, even in that circumstance where I risk having to pay for a very expensive dress that I've just rented, mm-hmm. I can't discipline this boy. I love him so much. So he's wonderful. It's me that's the problem, I think. Right. Okay. Now, I wondered, because you've got your own podcast called The Secret 2. Are you going to get any dog trainers on there? I mean, that might be, because tell, tell people what the podcast is about. It's about, you know, the secret to people's success, isn't it? That's correct. So, um, we launched, got about, well, do you know, I can't believe we've been gone for almost a year and a half. That's just blown. Wow. But yeah, it's called Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. And it's born out of complete selfishness. I'm so nosy. <laughs> I want to know everybody else's business, how they were surviving lockdown, how they got over a bad breakup, what it feels like mm. to be fabulous at 40. And um, that's that's what it is. I speak to my guests. And yes, I get all the goss, find out if they're watching Love Island, find out how the how things are with their fella, whatever. But also, so I, I I get their secret to something, and like I say, we've mm-hmm. had some very varied ones over the year. Over the year, we had Eamon Holmes' secret to longevity. Obviously, long and successful happy marriage with Ruth, but not only that, he's such a successful and long-running podcaster. Kelly Brook, yeah. the secret of feeling fabulous at forty. Um, Russell Kane, the secret of surviving lockdown. We just get these amazing guests to share a couple of pearls of wisdom, so all of mm-hmm. our our listeners can can have a bit of a nice takeaway. It's lovely to have a chat and have a laugh and feel like, oh, that was a nice a nice little way to spend an hour of your day. But we want to give them a takeaway as well, which I just think is important. It's nice to come away yeah. feeling like you've learned something as well, isn't it? Yeah. And we're going to flip the tables today. I'm going to make you give us some advice. So, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I have so seen some... Honestly, Adam, like, I'm, yeah. I'm wearing a different hat today. I hope it's going to be all right. <laughs> I just wanted to ask is that yours are all great are you one for motivational quotes and you know using pieces of advice that you hear out and about normally oh my god yeah I'm such a wanker for all that like whenever I get a guest on um they'll be trying to tell me something and I'll and on a, I feel like if I had a tenner for every time I said it's like that saying isn't it and then yeah. I spout something I've read either in a book or on Instagram or heard from a family member or a friend or another lovely guest and yeah I, I do I love them I, I live by these little mantras and little motivational quotes they bring me so much solace and hope yeah and I think in a year that we haven't had an awful lot of stuff to celebrate and an awful lot of hope so I think whatever whatever does it for you so I'm unapologetic (laughs) yeah well let's get straight into it because your first one I'm straight away I want to hear why this is important to you it's keep your love letters and throw away your bills Tell me about that. You know, I absolutely cannot take credit for this one. I'm such a thief. I'm a thief. Um, <laughs> this is from Baz Luhrmann's Sunscreen. Have you, yeah. are you a fan? Yes, yeah. Oh my God. So I was first played this years ago at a boot camp and 
cried okay. openly when I heard it, like wept, which is not unheard of for me on such a funny, but um, it really resonated with me and its words have stayed with me ever since, in particular this one. Um, I'm mm. obviously not suggesting anyone make terrible fiscal situations, <laughs> no. um, decisions, sorry, but what I, what I glean from this, right, and it, I've taken a really broad look at it, is often in life, we remember the negative we yeah. fixate on the the bad stuff. My dog has just managed to open the door. Hello. <laughs> oh, no. You're so clever, aren't you, Mr. Milo? <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, so we fixate yeah. on the negative, the bad. We let the nice stuff just wash over us without giving it, its, it, it the credit it deserves, without understanding mm. its gravity. Um, and often I do this on social media. This is the main place for me. So I can receive, like, I can put up a post and there will be hundreds of people, thousands of people like it, say nice things, um, tell me I look good, say thank you for bringing this to their life, say, God, this was what I re- needed to read today. But you know what I'll, what I'll reply to or what I'll fixate mm. on or what I'll still go to bed that night thinking of? It'll be the one prick who said something nasty to us, who yeah. told us, like, I was self-absorbed or who told me that um who did I think I was I was just an influencer or you know like whatever whatever nasty comment that they write that'll be what I go to bed still thinking of and I'm working on it you know what I mean like I I think we're all just we're all just like working on ourselves aren't we I I kind of want to be better at that I want to throw away my bills and keep my love letters so Every time someone writes something nasty or something that makes me feel bad about myself, I have to just think, like, you know, they could have been having a bad day. Like, this is no reflection on you. It says more about them. Instead, why don't you focus on the thousands of other lovely things that people have said to you, the empowering stuff, the motivational stuff, the kind stuff. Mm. And I think we could all learn to throw away our bills a bit more and hold our love better close at home. Yeah, definitely. I was looking a minute ago, Vicky, you've got 4.5 million followers on Instagram. I mean... Well, I think it's 4.8 unless something's gone wrong in the last hour and everyone's had a mass exodus. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies, 4.8. That was me misreading. No, you're fine. They um, look similar. I think they're both curvy numbers, right? (laughs) what I mean what is that like putting up a post thinking "Mm, are 4.8 million people gonna think this is idiotic um it's there's always a level of anxiety I think everybody feels that before they post Mm. it's an open platform and unfortunately social media has given everybody a real feeling that they have a right to say anything they want regardless of the ramifications and sometimes my my posts are well received you know um I did a lovely one about despite the fact that Love Island was coming out and we're going to be inundated with perfect bodies. We should love our own and celebrate our own regardless of the shape or size. Um, and, that, and, and that was really nice. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I love the reaction that got. But then sometimes I can put up posts and it feels like barely anyone likes them or barely anyone mm-hmm. sees them. And um, there's not much interaction, you know? And I've got to take that on the chin. And the even more difficult pill to swallow is when, People are offended by what you you post. I posted a picture of Harry Kane and um, Raheem Sterling the other night, and people took offence to the order in which I posted them. Nice. I'm not a huge football fan, like Jesus Christ. I did. 
I, I don't pretend to be. Yeah. I just thought it was really lovely that England had won a game that nobody thought we were going to win. And we had, as a country, something to celebrate coming off the back mm-hmm. of a year when we haven't had much to celebrate. But you, you can't please everyone. And the order with which I chose to post them, Harry came first, just because I thought he's my fucking captain, and Raheem mm-hmm. Sterling second, seemed to trigger some people. Um, and, you know, it, it's difficult it's difficult walking that fine line. It's difficult trying to keep everyone happy. And when you have a platform that size with as many people following you as I do, it's something I've, I've come to have to learn that you're not going to please everybody and you are no. going to have to either take it on the chin or defend yourself. And I think yeah. um, it depends on how I'm feeling that day, which course of action I choose to take. Yeah. And I guess it comes with running a truly organic platform as well, right? You've not got a manager in the background writing the captions for you or anything, have you? Do you know what? I fucking wish sometimes because honestly, I could just be, if someone didn't like it, I could just be like, well, it wasn't me. Take it up with the agent. But I'm a a major control freak. Um, I'm actually very proud of, of what I've cultivated on social media over the years. I endeavour to use my platform responsibly. I don't take myself mm. too seriously. You know, it's not all just perfectly curated pictures of me looking flawless in a bikini. That's bullshit. It brings no substance to anybody's life. Um, instead, like, I try and make it a really, like, natural place where I show the highs and lows of my life, the ups yeah. and downs. I truly believe you can't have light without shade in life. So I couldn't relinquish the control of that to somebody mm. else and still feel so proud of it it's me if you like it yeah. yay if you don't i'm sorry i have to um i have to accept responsibility for that as well yeah it links to your second piece of advice which is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard i always trip over this one i mean tell me <laughs> for you what it means so coming from the background that I've come from, which is reality TV, there are a lot of mm. um, preconceived notions that we are thick, that we are right. lazy, that we are talentless, that we don't deserve to have the things we've got. And I am making a sweeping generalization here. Mm. Of course, some people don't believe that. But um, in particular, the show I came from and how hard I've had to try and work to to get rid of that image and also break mm. that mold and, and make people understand I'm different and all the rest of it hasn't been easy. So, yes, I know I can't kick a football from the halfway line and score a goal. I know I can't sing, hey, in full voice. I know I can't dance, <laughs> kind of like an ironing board with arms. I know <laughs> I do nothing to warrant any merit. And I am probably what a lot of people would describe as talentless. And, like, I don't, I don't fight that at all. Like, I'm mm. very transparent. I am really grateful to everybody for keeping me where I am for as long as they have. Like, I'm going on, like, 10, 11 years in the industry, I think. So mm. I always say, like, I know I haven't got, like, amazing abilities and stuff like that, but, like, I guarantee I'll be the first person in the room. Like, I will yeah. never be late. I will never be rude. I will never take things for granted. I will learn everybody's name, whether they are the director or the runner. And I will make sure everybody knows how grateful I am to be there. And that's something I've endeavoured to do, like, for the past, I definitely say, like, seven years. I think when I first got into the industry, I was extremely ill-equipped to navigate, with, like, the position I was in and the journey I was on. But mm. once I became aware of, you know, how lucky I was and 
how far this could go and stuff. I've, I've always tried to be that best version of myself and work as hard as I can because I know I'm not the most talented person in the room, but I'll be damned if I'm not the most fucking hardworking. Yeah. And you and I both know from uh, different things we've done in the past with uh, lots of other celebrities, that's not always the case, is it? Not, not everybody is the most polite and think and realises um, why they're there or wants to work hard. So, you know, I do think there is merit in that. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. You know, I think like it's super subjective. Like there might be some people in the realm of reality TV who don't work that hard or who... Mm aren't interested in, in being nice to everybody you know what I mean um, or don't want to work for years and years like they just want five minutes in the spotlight and they're done like I get that but there's also mm. people like that in every walk of life so I do believe sometimes we get kind of like an unfair reputation um, but I'm just I'm not here representing all of reality TV I'm not here representing anyone other than myself um, so that's my mantra always endeavor to work hard and treat people with respect I suppose yeah. Your third piece of advice is to be yourself because everyone else is taken. And I think something you hear, but not that everyone practices, right? Tell me about that for you. Oh, God. You know, I've always struggled with my identity, which is weird because when I was growing up, I was like so secure and so confident and really happy to just be who I was. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I probably appeal to more people now. I've calmed down a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you, it's really hard especially when you're younger like my mm. 20s I was so insecure so racked with self-doubt so desperate to just be like everybody else and desperate to just be what everybody wanted me to be you know mm. um and whether it was like people online or the producers on Geordie Show or someone at MTV or a journalist anyone like I wanted to be so much what they wanted me to be everything my boyfriend wanted me to be at the detriment of my yeah. own fucking sanity you know, and we've mm. all been there. We've all done it. We've all toned ourselves down to make a man find us more appealing. You know, we've mm. been less strong, been less confident, been tried to dull our sparkle to stop them feeling emasculated. And yeah. it's kind of pointless. <laughs> You're honestly on such a hide into nothing, trying to be anything other than yourself. It's so sad that we waste so long of our youth, which is supposed to be like our really exciting fun years, trying to be someone yeah. we aren't. Like since I've turned 30 and kind of really embraced exactly who I am, whether that be super opinionated side, whether that be really emotional side, whether that be my lumps and bumps and squishiness, whatever it is, like I've totally embraced it. And the feeling of liberation I've had since then is completely overwhelming. I'm so at peace with who I am. Like, I'm so happy. I'm so content. I'm able to have a really loving relationship with a wonderful man because I love myself. And yeah. I think that's been a real turning point for me. Is stopping being what everyone else fucking wanted us to be. Or stop, stop trying mm. to be someone else and just being myself. Because you're never mm. truly happy when you're not being yourself. You live a halfway. And who wants that? Yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned being 30. I mean, what is that just something that came with age for you? Was there a moment where you were like, not doing this anymore? What? How, where do you track that change? Um, unfortunately, like I have no real tricks for anybody. I'd yeah. love to tell you, oh my God, <laughs> do this. And then you just love yourself. Because yeah. being the little businesswoman that I am, I'd fucking bottle it and sell it. Um, but yeah. I think... Leaving Geordie Shore was a huge turning point for me. For years, I'd 
kind of gone down a bit of a, I'd say, unhealthy wormhole. Um, losing more and more of myself as I created this TV persona, um, like a caricature of myself. Um, so removing myself from that quite toxic environment was a huge turning point for me. A couple of years ago, I had just turned 30, which did really help a lot. Like age, I just credit to so much stuff. Like think, yeah. like anybody panicking about turning 30 or 40 or 50, like obviously I can't speak for 40 or 50, but like I know my mom's 60, I know I'm 30. And honestly, we just, I think it just gets better as you get older. Mm. Like you just get more happy and more content and more sure of yourself, which is a lovely way yes. to be. But yeah, if you've ever had a bad breakup, if you've ever lost somebody, if you've ever been forced to like be on your own and and really feel your feels I guarantee it's tough but what comes out of it is is often amazing and that was what Mm. I realized I realized like I just want to be myself and it makes me so much so so happy now yeah and that's great isn't it that you can come out the other side yeah yeah 110 percent. but you always come out of it sassier and stronger and better like there's that saying isn't there the um the comeback is always stronger than the setback Right, yeah. Yeah, and that's not one of me yeah. six. That's just for free for you guys. <laughs> but it's true. Definitely. We'll be back with more from Vicky after this. I'm still here with Vicky and I'd love if you could share your fourth piece of good advice with us. My fourth piece of advice is never sacrifice respect for attention. Right. When you're younger, you assume that like wearing less clothes and getting loads of attention is great, you know? Um, and I honestly remember like arguments with my mom, like, are you going out? You're not going out the house dressed like that. And me being like, oh, you don't understand, it's fashion. <laughs> and like, it wasn't fashion. I just had both my right. tits out and my legs out. I just wanted, like, you just feel like that's how you get your validation. And I suppose mm-hmm. it's incredibly misguided. And I can see as an adult, like, why my mom was so against it and stuff. But um, it goes further than clothes, doesn't it? It goes to what you're willing to do to keep a man. It goes to sacrificing your own happiness to keep them happy. Mm. It goes to like doing things that don't make you feel comfortable with your friends just to make sure they feel like you're cool, you know? Um, And for me, it was definitely in my job as well. I contorted myself into this caricature of a person in order Mm. to producers and viewers and everybody happy on Jodie Shaw and lost so much sight of who I was and why I was actually doing it in the first place you know like I didn't care when why I was in the press when I was younger as long as I was in the mags you know but like now I'm like Jesus Christ like if I'm not in there doing something (laughs) for body positivity or promoting a brand I believe in or talking about like something lovely then just I do not want to be in it you know The last five, say, seven years of my life, I have spent working incredibly hard to make sure to claw back some of that respect, to make women see me in a different light, you know, not just that Mm. gobby, aggressive, young, very lost girl that first exploded on the TV 10 years ago. I would love to give my younger self that advice. I wouldn't listen, like, I'd be so, so foolhardy as we all are at 18. But um, yeah, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I mean, we're talking today as Love Island's not long started. How do you feel when you see new crops of people come in? And I wonder, do you ever like, 
mentor people if you see people at parties do you ever take anyone aside and go look bit of advice oh god I wouldn't dare um walk up to someone you know like what right have I got like everybody's journey is subjective and I can't like it's so different like Geordie Shaw was like Mm. a proper grower not a shower we yes exploded onto people's scenes but we worked for like five like myself I mean some people are still on it now but we worked for five years to have Mm. a platform you know these young people on Love Island they have between what one week one day some of them only get and and eight weeks god if you're lucky enough to go the distance it's it's difficult like they must come out to so much press and media attention and such a giant platform like a million plus followers whatever and it, it must be so so hard I can't relate to that yeah if anyone from Love Island ever wanted any advice, like Newcastle or old, like I'd always be here, like the sort of reality TV veteran that I am, <laughs> grandma yeah. Vicky in the corner. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't dare offer it freely. Like certainly, like they're on, they're in for a wild ride, and I just wish them the very best of luck. Like part of me is like, yeah. fucking hell, thank God I was too old for Love Island, like you know. And the other part of me is like, God, I would have smashed that in my twenties. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. I feel like I know that would have been amazing. <laughs> the underboob. I just don't think I could ever pull off the underboob. Oh, I have too much tit for an underboob. It wow. just ends up being a full boob. Uh, your fifth piece of advice, and we have, you know, we've kind of touched on this, but it's that rock bottom will teach you things, mountain tops never will, which is a really nice way of saying, you know, essentially what we were talking about earlier, I guess. Yeah. Oh, honestly, mate, this is one of my favourites. And I'm writing a book at the moment and it appears in there wow. like a mul- multiple times. There've been so many times in my life where I've thought, you've really done it this time. You've really done it. And whether that be like in a personal capacity or a professional capacity, like I've made mistakes. Um, I'm a highly sensitive person, so I probably beat myself up over them more than the average draw. I think there'd be moments in my life where I thought, like, there's no coming back from this. And um, those are the points in my life where um, actually I've learned the most about myself. And I've also learned the most about the people around me. It's really easy to be friends with someone who's very successful. But being with someone, being friends with someone or being, going out with someone who has made a mistake and is feeling low or whatever, like, that's when you, though, that's when it's difficult. That's when it's hard. When you are low, when you've made a mistake, when everyone's against you, yes, you find out who your friends are, like real family and all the rest of it, but you also just find out who you fucking really are, you know? Like, are you that person who gives up? Or are you the person who holds her hands up and says, I've made a mistake, I'm I'm young, I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm going to promise to do better. Like, that's all you can ever be. We're human. And when you are in those, those rock bottom situations, you prove to yourself and everyone around you who you fucking are and what you're fucking made of um mm. and it's honestly you'll surprise yourself you will surprise yourself everybody does we are powerful beyond measure as women and i'm no i'm not talking to boys here but i'm assuming it's mostly girls who are listening to this podcast <laughs> yeah. so i feel like i'm safe yeah we are powerful beyond measure and it's about time we started recognizing that i love that uh, Vicky, can you tell us your sixth piece of best advice, your last one? My last piece of advice. Oh, I really like this one and it comes yeah. conjures up a lovely sunny image in my head like a summery vibe. Um, don't let your ice cream melt while counting someone else's sprinkles. Yeah. 
<laughs> so nice. But explain it for you and, and how it's worked for you in life. God, we can so easily get wrapped up in um, thinking everybody else's grass is greener and um, coveting other people's life based on what we see on social media or mm. what we see in magazines or what we see in the TV. And I've definitely been guilty of doing it. You know, like who who amongst us hasn't been having like a really nice day and then they've opened up Instagram and seen that someone's had another baby or someone's getting engaged, or someone's bought a new house, or so-and-so's got that job, or so-and-so's lost weight. Or, do you know what I mean? And before you mm. know it, you feel like a bag of shit. You feel mm. like your life wasn't isn't so great anymore. And why? Like, why when you woke up in a perfectly good mood, has look opening an app, for God's sake, taken away all of your joy? And I truly believe that comparison is the thief of joy. When you're in a good yeah. mood, it's easy to be happy for others. But when you're sad, when you miss your mom, when you're on your period, when you're having a bad day, when you've argued with your fella, when your dog's chewed your favourite shoe, it's not as easy to be a nice person. And that's just a fact. There's nothing negative about that. It doesn't make you a bad human, okay? It makes you a human, in fact. And yeah, I think when you go on social media in those moods, that is when you start on a really negative downward spiral and just a very unhealthy trajectory. And before you know it, you're ignoring the things you have that are great in your life. Your ice cream is melting while you're counting someone else's sprinkles. Be sure to be counting your blessings before you covet someone else's. Yeah. And do you ever take a social media break? Do you ever think, oh, I shouldn't go on Instagram today. That's not for me. Oh, mate, I'm such a self-harmer when it comes to the old social media. Um, And I think we're all, it's relatively new juggernaut, so we're all just discovering a lot about it. I don't know any successful person who wouldn't recommend prolonged periods of absence and breaks on social media. Like, for me, it's really difficult because it's my job. But of course, then you look and you've got that Wednesday scheduled post with that clothing brand, or you've got that Sunday post with so-and-so. And it's, it's just not possible. Also, I just encourage you to put your phone down in general. I spent a really great week last week with like loads of me pals. We went to Friends first. Um, then I drove up north, had some time with my family, rented this big house. Like, yeah. And I, I kind yeah. of had I went to post something on social media about it and realized I've got no photos from this weekend, which is a great sign. Like it's yeah. a great sign. Like I encourage people to spend so much time with people who forget make you forget to look at your phone so if you are ever struggling with um the the bittersweet like so the thing that is um social media is instagram just take yourself away and spend time with some lovely people who make you forget to look at it you know um because it is it is a double-edged sword and it is a difficult one to navigate definitely and we've talked a lot today about you know learning from the bad times in your life so we do always like to finish on a bad piece of advice you know, the one that was what, best ignored. What a note I know people on. always say that, but it, it, it will come up positive, Vicky, I promise you. Tell me what that was, the bad piece of advice that you should never have listened to or shouldn't listen to. It's so generic. Um, but like for me, I've been told it a number of times in my life by various, and it's always fucking men. I'm so sorry. I sound like mm. such a man hater. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's always men. And it's don't rock the boat, Vicky. Don't rock the boat. Why that? Why shouldn't I rock the boat? And who are you to tell me not to rock this boat? You should rock the boat, ladies. 
you should explode onto the scene um uh, an explosions of color and and brightness mm. and sparkle and, and be your best authentic self like if you're loud be loud if you're sassy be sassy if you're fucking strong and don't take shit be strong and don't take shit the people who tell mm. you to tone down your sparkle the people who tell you to don't rock the boat they're intimidated by you yeah your brilliance your power shows them something they haven't yet cultivated in themselves or are scared to grow and you intimidate them with your brilliance don't let them hold you back be brave be beautiful be everything you want to be and rock that boat as much as you want see vicky i told you you could make it positive (laughs) (laughs) positive or passionate downright crazy i felt at one point there but i just feel so Ah, when I look back at those times in my life, I had agents telling me, oh, don't leave Geordie Shaw. Like, what, what, yeah. what is there for you outside of this? And you think, you know, if I had been scared, if I hadn't rocked that boat, if I'd stayed in that place that made me an unhappy version of myself, I wouldn't be who I am now. I wouldn't have a can. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have this house. I wouldn't have gotten the jungle. I wouldn't be me. So rock the boat, lasses. Yeah. And honestly, as quick as you can, get rid of anybody who advised you not to. Definitely. Vicky, thank you so much. I just feel like we've learned loads there. So I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. I hope I haven't booted the face off you a bit. <laughs> I get tend to get quite, quite emboldened. <laughs> no, I loved it. Thank you. So brilliant to have Vicky Patterson with us. As ever, thank you for joining us too. Please rate and review Grazia Life Advice in your podcast player. It really helps us out and helps us reach new people. See you next time. <laughs>